Hey everybody, this is Josh J. Moskers. Welcome to the Dead Jester Productions podcast, episode 122. Special guest this week, Wappy Flanker. Thank you for being here. Hey, how's it going, man? Uh, thanks for having me on. I'm really excited. Been looking forward to it. Happy to, I'm excited to have you here. I'm really looking forward to, to what we have coming up. Why don't you tell people a little bit about what you do before we dive in too much? Well, I'm a musician and a producer, and I've been doing music, you know, since I was like 15. I'm 34 now, so, you know, like over 20 years. And I've been producing music uh, since like college, you know, a little before that. And uh, I've been doing that for like over 10 years. And uh, I've gotten pretty good at the production thing. It's It's always... Uh, a learning experience and you can never be too good. Right. So I'm always striving to learn more and, you know, I gather lots of good information by obviously talking to other producers, musicians, and YouTube, you know, uh, there's lots of good content. If you want to learn how to do something, there's a piece of software, whatever, an instrument you want to play, obviously go look at YouTube guys. It's, you know, you can find Any, some really anything good you stuff. can think of. Exactly. You can find like, like tutorial for on YouTube. It's, it's insane. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I've been doing that, and I recently actually had like a renaissance as an artist in the past two years, I would say. And I got started doing a lot more music. Um, I actually on Friday the thirteenth, I have two releases coming out. One. Uh, under my Wappy Flanker project, it's a Starlight Spitfire EP. It'll be out on all streaming services, you know, Amazon, Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora, etc. And I also have a um, modern classical music. It's 12 songs. It's called Guided by Spirits in the Mirror, but it's under Willie Thomas. So you'll have to look under that name. Um, but yeah, and that that's totally different than... Uh, my my pop music you know i do under wappy flanker mm-hmm. but it's you'll you'll love it it's really um i put my heart and soul into that so i'm really excited about that um and um i have some songs today that i will perform from uh my wappy flanker persona right and uh mm-hmm. you know i'll uh i'll choose wisely now <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, yeah. no, awesome. This, I'm I'm really looking forward to this. This is gonna be a it's gonna be a blast. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess first and foremost, I want to get this question out here. How did yes. you come up with Wappy Flanker? Oh, you know, it it kind of came up as like a silly, like a little goofy kind of silly name, mm-hmm. you know, that I just made up. I think first I came up with Flappy Wanker and I thought that was kind of mm-hmm. funny. But then I was like, oh, Wappy Flanker is kind of cool because like flanking is like a military, you know, type term, mm-hmm. you know, and I just kind of thought that was cool. And I stuck with it kind of as like my music name and it just never went away, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And um, I've had other music projects dead music names that I won't mention. I deleted all that music. <laughs> and I've also... <laughs> You're like, leave no evidence. Yeah, right? I wasn't it's here. Just <laughs> in the past, it, you know, MySpace deleted all that stuff years ago. Some of it I miss. I'd really, like, I did some good stuff back then, but some of it I don't really miss. It's, <laughs> it's, 
but uh, it you could probably find it somewhere. There's got to be. I actually would love to maybe find some type of archive website that had archived MySpace or something. There's got something like that out there, possibly. But I, I there are definitely archive websites out there. I don't know how they. I, how far Just, back like, they go. Yeah, I don't know how far back they go <laughs> or how they decide what to like archive. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. They, you know, there's only <laughs> but I was hoping that they would do that, but that's yeah. wishful thinking on my part. <laughs> which is okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Yes. Um yeah, awesome. Awesome. Excited to have you here though. Yeah. Um so <laughs> the Wappy Flanker persona, you got your music on there. How did you get into not necessarily into music because I think that's kind of a broad question. Right? How would you start producing music? Like, how would you like get oh, your oh this? Uh, I love this story. This is you. You asked the best question. Okay, years ago, and I do believe it was like two thousand and eight. Okay, this was mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, I was like, yeah, maybe it was like two thousand seven. Yeah, actually, we'll say it was two thousand seven. Um, right when I was like going into college and stuff, I had this friend. Uh, Rob, I won't say his last name. I love this guy. I haven't seen him in years, but he lives back in New York. That's my home state. And, you know, I nice. live out in the West Coast now um, doing my thing out here. And um, uh, his father, this is a crazy story. His father had like had to, we had to do this roof with his father. His father, you know, was a roofer and stuff. And it was actually Rob's brother's roof. And um, I wanted this uh, little like, was it like an eight track thing? I, I was determined to just do this roofing job. I had no idea how to roof or anything. And I didn't, I almost died a couple times. <laughs> and this Rob's dad is a crazy tough guy like this. He was like 50 something at the time. And we were doing this roof in the middle of the winter in the Northeast. There were people driving down the streets like you guys are crazy. And I'm thinking my heart, every time someone did that, my heart sunk into my chest. I'm thinking, dude, I, I'm, I could die. You know what I mean? But it was, you know what? I'll never, such a great experience. I'll ne- I would never take it back, right? And then we got this, uh, you know, recording equipment. It was just like a little, I think it was like Fostech or some brand like that. I can't remember. Um, it was great, dude. It had like some built-in compression and equalization and, you know, you know, mastering EQs, like presets built in that actually sounded halfway decent. I'm not going to lie. This thing for like 2007 was pretty cool. And you could export the individual stem dot wave files, right? They were like, I think there were 16 bit 44.1 or you could do 48, but uh, you know, I just left it on the default 44.1 because that's usually fine. Or you know, if you want to go crazy, put it up to 96 kilohertz. I don't even know if they had that then. But anyways, that's how I got into it. I got that little recording unit and just started uh, recording songs with my friend Rob. He played the drums. He had this cool electronic drum kit. So you could just plug, you know, one channel and it would just, you could kind of do the levels on the the little brain, like the MIDI brain for the uh, electronic kit. You could, you know, turn one drum up and down. So we would do the levels there, right? Uh, really primitive. And then we would track the drums on its own track. And then we would have like the guitar on it, another one. I think it had like four inputs. So long story short, that was the first unit I had. And I, you know, eventually I sold that one, got one that was like a little better. I think it, because it recorded yeah, just work your way up yeah. it, it was a similar unit but it recorded in 24 bit 
So, you know, that's better than 16 bit, like you much crisper, beautiful sound. Right. And, um, I loved that thing and I made some really cool songs on that. And by that time I had graduated to specifically exporting all the stem files for each recording from that and putting it onto the computer at the time I used, oh my God, I can't even think of it. Now I will think of it. It's called Adobe audition. That's oh, okay. what it's called. It's not yeah. a bad piece of software. Okay. I do use Reaper now. I've used Pro Tools, Ableton Live, Cubase, blah, 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 blah. Whatever. Everyone, I've used it. Except for, I think, Logic because I don't have a Mac. Um, but long story short, I digress. Um, I got into doing that and like getting into like trying to really mix and master my music. And then eventually I got an interface for my computer like one that you can record directly. It, that's what you want to do. You know, that's, it's, mm-hmm. that's the best case scenario. Uh, unless you have a big analog setup, you know, with a, uh, uh, $300,000 mixing, uh, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, anyways, I, I don't have one of those, I, believe it or not. You don't really need it. Yeah. I, <laughs> n- now, anyways, I've upgraded through the years. I, I, I recommend PreSonus. They're a pretty good company. Um, I've, I don't use them anymore. Also, there's um, Focusrite. That's another good one. There's nice they're Focus all right. good. Um, and actually, Solid State Logic, which used to make big boards, they make really nice interfaces, uh, really sweet. Um, and also Universal Audio, they have a new line of cheap interfaces, really good. But I really love RME. When I this was in high school. This was before I produced any music i went to a studio right with my band in high school i used to be in this band right. won't say the name of it but anyways we recorded in the studio we paid a thousand dollars to record four songs and they get it was like took us like two days it was like something like that like a, a day and a half or something i don't know it was something like that we mm-hmm. stayed there the whole time you know what i mean and they had a place we could take a nap and then we got up and we started oh, recording it was great dude and um my right. Band members' family paid for it. It was really nice. They, um, I names Mike. Actually, I had two guys in the band. Name were Mike, and there's a guy named Jim who was the drummer. He's a really good guy too. Uh, love that guy. And anyways, uh, long story short, I we paid to record in a studio, and that sparked me wanting to record myself. I will say, and that was like, you know, before 2007. I, I'm trying to think what year was that. 2000. Three, I don't know, something like that, 2004, somewhere around then. And um, I always wanted to record music. And like the technology has become way more accessible. But yeah, I do mm-hmm. love Army. I have a Army Fireface UCX. I definitely hire, I highly recommend it. It's really good interface, it's expandable. Um, you can buy two of them and you can connect them together. You know what I mean? And then you got 16 uh, channels. You use one as the host and it's a uh, really nice, uh, there's other, you know, there's plenty of good ones. It's not the only one, but I, I, of course I love it. I own it. Right. Um, but yeah, I definitely, um, I'm a gearhead. I do love gear. I was, wasn't really a gearhead before. I just bought like whatever, but recently in my renaissance in the past two years as an artist, I've gotten more and more into getting gear. I actually got a, like a Baldwin, Oregon recently. This is pretty oh, cool. Nice. Oh yeah, it's really sweet. And it's got like 
I'll flick it on. It's got like a saxophone sound and stuff like that. <laughs> But yeah, that's uh, I uh, traded it for a uh, Asteroids gaming machine. So, oh jeez, <laughs> yeah, I know I had that thing. Both really heavy old pieces of equipment, wonderful. Yeah. But this one, just I love this thing. It's just really nice. Um, but yeah, um, I've been far into the music production game now. Um, and I recommend get start young dude like as soon as you can if dude if you can play pc games and you can build yourself a gaming computer and stuff you i mean you should be able to and you love music and you can play an instrument you should be able to produce your own music you know there's too much information out there for you young um talents you know like to why would you shy away from that like go produce your own music learn um you know, if you don't have the equipment now, find someone who does record with them, watch them use it. You'll eventually get your own. It's, it's great, dude. I'm, you know, I'm so glad, like, I can't imagine paying someone else to record my music now to master it. Sure. Um, mix and master fine that, you know, I would love to do that, but to record it no, I can't imagine like there's, yeah, yeah it's just, it's kind of obsolete these days, you know? And, <laughs> It's really true. But I was, um, was going to ask you, you touched on recording in the studio. What is the process like recording at a studio? It, you know, that's the thing. I modeled what I do a lot off of that. There's um, okay. a guy I still know that was the engineer at the studio when I recorded with my band. I still am in contact with him. And, you know, I talk to him sometimes and I get pointers and stuff. And the process, you know, multi-tracking with a band – I, this was, it could depend on your music, right? The, I had a rock band. So the first thing we did is we recorded like scratch recordings, essentially, where he got all the mics and inputs set up, you know, for all of our instruments, drums, bass, guitar, mm -hmm. vocals. So there's four people in the band. I, I just did vocals in that band. And uh, there was a really great guitar player. So I just, it was really easy just not to have to worry about guitar and you can just sing. And um, it was great, dude. And um, the process, you record scratch tracks. And then basically what they do is they go by process of elimination. Um, okay. Then they kind of like narrow down like different things. Like maybe the drummer needs to focus on because the first thing you want to record generally, like recording music, you want to get the drums down usually. Not always. I'll solidify the beat. Yeah, exactly. Solidify. For a rock band, your drummer should be able to play the beat for your song without anyone. He should be able to just to remember the song, how it sounds like in his head and just play all the parts to a metronome and you can speed it up and slow it down. There's a tempo map on the DAW, right? You can make it go faster. You can make it go slower. It can creep up. It can suddenly go faster. You know, there's no reason to not play to a metronome. So every drummer should play to a metronome. And then yes, generally you would do the bass. Sometimes the guitar, sometimes you can do the, actually do the bass after it depends on how good the bass player is. Um, but that's kind of, you know, up to, Oh, and if you have a keyboard player, sometimes the keyboard player should go next 
and then the bass player and then the guitar. It, it all just depends really on the band, but the drums really should be recorded first. If we're talking about acoustic drums, you, those should really be laid down first because it's the absolute foundation for the music. And mm-hmm. a band with a shitty drummer or just a bad recording of drums, it's just, it's going to sound like garbage, dude. You know, mm-hmm. if the lead singer and the drummer in the band are completely solid, you know, and like the guitar player is okay, the bass is okay. Think about it. I mean, Nirvana, you know, an amazing band. Kurt Cobain was a genius musician, songwriter. Mm-hmm. You know, he's kind of like um, amazing, right? But his guitar skills, it's not like he was um, some shredder, right? And I'm not knocking Kurt Cobain. I, he's one of my big influences growing up, right? I love him. But it, he really was just like a regular guitar player. And so Chris Novoselic, he's just like a regular bass player, you know, and he's good. They're not bad. They're good players. Kurt's voice and his songwriting was really what made him who he was. And that's why that goes back to my whole thing with recording with the band. And then think about their drummer, David Grohl. He's like mm-hmm. the best drummer in the world, dude. So you got Kurt Cobain, solid frontman singer, Dave Grohl, amazing drummer. You know what I mean? And that really solidifies a great band. I'm telling you, you the, the guitar player does not have to be Eddie Van Halen or like some shredder, you know, guitar player. You know what I mean? They do not. It, it's just not like that. Another good band is Alice in Chains. I really love even more actually than Nirvana because everyone likes Nirvana. I love as far as rock music and from the 90s, that's just amazing band there. Lane Staley. I look up to him as a singer, a front man for a band. He's a good influence. And, um, but yeah, when you're recording in the studio, you have like, if you have a shitty drummer, it's just, it's going to be bad. We could just leave it at that. And then the process, <laughs> it, it could vary. It really, really could vary. The process could vary, but the drums should go first if it's acoustic, you know? And, um, now let's switch it up. Um, now the way I make songs now is much different. You know, we're in the future now. Uh, I record sections of music generally. And then if I have to repeat it, I'll maybe record another variation and I'll just loop it. Right. Like I mm-hmm. use like eight bar loops, 16 bar loops. Sometimes it, it depends on the part, right. It could be a four bar loop, but most music I do is like electronic bass. And all of that is just, you know, you make, you just have to write one section of music. And if that repeats again, you repeat it. And then you add some variation, like in the, in the MIDI mm-hmm. notes, or if you're recording a live instrument, you record another take and you add some variation, you know, to give some feel. And I still do record live music too, but a lot of this, my own personal music that I make is like electronic based, you know? Yeah. So like when I re- perform today, all the instruments, they're pre-recorded um, and my voice will be live, you know? Um, yeah. so. There's there's something that's always fascinating about watching an artist, like just a, a solo artist perform a song live and watching them actively like setting up the loops in real time. It, I find that yeah. so fascinating. And like they'll, like I said, they'll play like a, a couple of little things on a guitar, set that up. They'll do something else, whatever, like a drum or whatever, set that up. And then watching an entire song come together in real time is is so interesting to me. There's some of those people are really talented at doing that stuff too. Like, you know, that- I've ever seen, I, I don't know her name. There's a streamer on Twitch that does that where on the piano, 
where she'll they'll play her a song. I th- I figure if she watches a song or if, if she just knows it, uh, but they'll give her like these random obscure songs. She'll listen to it once and then immediately figure out how to play all these different songs in real time, like super quickly. It's it's fascinating to me. Yeah, I love that. I have to, I have to get more into watching Twitch again for sure because mm. I do watch it sometimes. But I've kind of been doing YouTube, I guess, yeah. of late. You know, do a lot of YouTube. I even do um, IRL live streams. You know, that's like a mm-hmm. interesting genre of uh, like vlogging, I guess. You know, and it's live, right? And uh, I go around, and um, I've kind of, I've been helping out like some homeless people. I'll, well, what I'll do is I'll buy like a pack of cigarettes and I'll you know give them some cigarettes and stuff. And right. it's funny because on camera, or, or I'll buy them a beer. Um, it's kind of funny though because the viewers they'll like give you money to do it. You know, it's interesting. Oh, I see, I see what you're saying. Yeah, and um, it. It's super interesting, like the the number of people that have gone into IRL, like vlogging, streaming, stuff like that, how it's just, it went from, uh, and again, I'm, I'm 28 years old, so I'm, yes. I, don't, I can't really say for like a lot of previous generations, but it's, it's interesting to me how we've gone from like, oh, you know, my, my private, like outside of work, you know, people don't really know what I do. I, I have a private life too. I need to show everybody possible what I'm doing all the time. Like even if it's not live stream, it's like I'm people posting on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Every little thing is is. It's really interesting how we've gone from like at least semi private lives to so unbelievably public all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's true. It's I mean, it kind of got me into a little bit of a pinch. I had <laughs> um, actor and comedian Andy Dick. A lot of people know about this, and he was at my house. And then callers, right, viewers who mm-hmm. manipulated the, and exploited the 911 system sent a uh, basically a, a swatting. It didn't uh, and, uh, elevate to a SWAT team level status, but right. the cops had guns pointed at my door. And I had to come to the door and be like, my hands are here. Can I open the door, sir? Da, 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 you know, and just tell them like everything right. I was doing. All right, I'm putting my hands on the door. I'm opening the door. You know what I mean? Like it was scary, dude. And um, it, Andy Dix just laying on a cot in my living room. Like he didn't even move. It was so, it was <laughs> kind of funny. It was a little bit comical, but anyways, everything was fine. The cops realized, yeah, this was like a bullshit call and they left. Mm-hmm. So can we, while we're on the topic, how does, how does Andy Dick arrive into your life like this? Andy Dick, I know tour. his fiance Elisa Jordana and I met both of them at her birthday party last year, which is coming up again. Interesting. So very soon. And um, I met both of them there. I met him briefly. He ended up leaving um, with, was it Lisa Vanderpump and her husband? I think I can't remember. I just remember they came in. It's their establishment where we were in West Hollywood and as soon as Andy saw them, you know, he started saying hi. He just left and he had a broken leg at the time. I remember he had a cast. It was, which was interesting. I think his boyfriend, Lucas, this guy named Lucas did that. And, um, long story short. Um, yeah, I met both of them there. I've been a musical guest on her live stream. She, she does it on Sunday, uh, would be 11 AM my time on her YouTube channel. So I go on there and I perform, 
you know, originals. Sometimes I do covers. I've been doing that. I yeah, it's like over a year now because I the whole reason I went to her birthday party was because I was a musical guest on her show for at least three or four months, you know, right. at least. And, you know, as well, I've been well received. Um, you know, of course, I work very hard on what I do. So, you know, people do see that. And um, whether, you know, even sometimes whether they like the style or not, I still get respect from people mm-hmm. eventually, you know. So it's nice, you know. And um, I do many styles. So sometimes people don't know about, like, I have other music projects and some of them are like unreleased. You know, I wouldn't even talk about them here because I'm just still working on other mm-hmm. things, you know, it, musically. It's but, uh, it's hard too sometimes if you talk about something and I we've run into this problem before even on this show where it's like oh this is something I'm working on and then it's like oh it gets put on the back burner for one reason or another or yeah. it just it ends up taking longer than expect and it's like oh I I should have never brought that up because now people are wondering where it is or or whatnot or why it's taking so long yeah exactly people and you know then they'll they'll press the issue and it's it can be stressful you know especially if mm-hmm. it's like a, a valued, well, I value all my viewers, but it, certain viewers, right. You have more of like a connection with, and if they're like, they complain, you feel bad. You know, you're like, Oh, yeah. I, I don't want to let down a uh, fudge packer 69. He's a cool guy. <laughs> <sighs> um, that was a, I, I don't know. That was just, I think it was the Andy. <laughs> D- he made me watch some old Andy Dick shows here. And it was like, mm. <laughs> some fudge packer skit he did on his show. I don't know. But um <laughs> Yeah. So you I saw the I saw that the police had gotten called in on you. Yes. Swat, swatting in particular is insane to me. That is almost like calling in a hit squad on somebody. I know, right? At a certain point. It's crazy. Hey. Um the thing is I didn't want to the people wanted me to give up after that and stop mm. streaming. And I refuse to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it it's it's crazy because I've seen people be interviewed about it after the fact. Yeah, where it's like, what I've seen like the police officers involved interviewed as well as like the the people who've been swatted. Where yes. you know nobody involved is happy about what's going on because the police show up thinking like, oh, I'll give me like yes. this. There's somebody in here about to kill his wife or whatever. Like yes, we need to come in like this the whole situation. It's yeah. frustrating, but when you realize that the police are—they're a victim of it too. They're being exploited exactly, yeah. and used for something, and and it's stressful for them because then they have to pull their guns out because they don't know what the fuck's going on in there. Mm-hmm. You know, you could have a they, rocket launcher they, pointed at the door. You know, yeah. <laughs> they can only assume going on what the information's been provided to them. Yeah, they just have to assume that's the. I mean, obviously, they're going into it trying to figure things out as they go, but. I mean, they have to assume like, all right, we need to be ready for anything. You, you know, know we've been told honestly, that there's somebody in here with a gun or whatever. And, you know, afterwards, after the fact, they did a g- good job of handling it. You know, mm-hmm. it could have, you never know what could have happened. You know, it was a little stressful. I did say, hey, what the hell? You guys know this is a live stream because they were watching it on their phones. And yeah. I was like, come on, like, you know that this is bull crap. But... Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not mad at them. That they, they had no choice, dude. The level of call that was, I mean, I knew because at first they were like knocking on the door and I'm like, oh, they'll go away or something, right? 
But then when I saw the gun, I was like, all right, they're not going away. I'll go answer the door, guys. We're all going to have to exit the house safely, you know, type thing. Like, <laughs> it was That's nuts. the thing. They have to take it seriously because there's nothing they can do, happens, man. Especially, if something happens, it's like, oh, we didn't. We just thought it was a prank. Like, especially because it's Vegas. It's Vegas. Yeah. People get kidnapped. <sighs> they do. Yeah, they actually legitimately do. Yeah, there's probably people down the street. Tied up in a basement somewhere. Oh my god! Oh no, not, that's but. a dark twist. No, you can edit that one out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my god! Um, yeah, um, that I just—that's insane, though. You I, know what? I can't imagine. I should do a song. I yeah, think. go ahead. It would be a good time. Like I, it's called. This is one of my first releases as Wappy Flanker, or I think it was the first release. It's called Burning Sun. And it's okay. got kind of good reviews. Like people like it. It's an interesting song. Um, and I play an interesting character in this one. So this is a wappy flanker performing Burning Sun. Light a cigarette. Wait, let's see. Let's get the match lighting sound on. On. Oh, here we go. Did you? Nice. Did it capture it? Yeah, that that was nice and crisp. That's good, and I didn't burn my windscreen. Did yeah, the match matches being lit and uh, like lighters being flicked are such satisfying sounds to hear. Oh, I know, dude. I thought about doing like possible. I don't know why. I might. It's, just, be- it's so. <laughs> I might become like a Twitch ASMR streamer and like lick the ears and stuff. You know what I mean? No, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. No, I'll just lick my microphone here. This one's fine. I'll, I, don't I, think, I think we all know what the 
deciding factor in what makes those popular is and it's it's That's not true. the ear licking itself it's i think it's what's <laughs> going on between the ears yes that's true uh, hey good good for them they're making money yeah it's interesting you know because as far as twitch goes I used to like stream on there here and there like a couple years ago, I want to say. And then I kind of like, oh, I stopped paying attention a little bit, right? I was just watching YouTube. And then I come back and look on Twitch and I'm like, oh my gosh, Twitch is like, uh, like, what is this? Like, are there video games here anymore? I know. (laughs) It's totally, it, it has changed a lot, which is okay, you know, but some people do not like it and they miss just the gaming, having a gaming Mm. platform. Send them to Bitwave. Oh, wait, they shut down Bitwave. <laughs> oh, there's another one called Plex Storm. Have you ever heard of that? I've never heard of that, no. Dude, it's like you should – it's like – I feel like that's like the dark reaches of the internet as far as – well, it's not the dark <laughs> web, but it's almost close as far as streaming websites are concerned. Um, and I even tried to get – there's like a Russian YouTube, and I was trying to get like verified to stream on there just for fun. <laughs> I don't know why, dude. Don't ask me why. It was just for fun. But you need like a Russian number. And then I'm assuming you got it like no Russian because they're going to say like a series of numbers in Russian and then you have to type them out, right? So yeah. I was like, oh. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I never even tried after that. I just. Yeah, I'd be curious. Like I, I feel like going into like markets that are kind of untapped from the US, like China might be a big one. I'm sure like a lot of the Twitch stream, like the popular Twitch streamers are have a following in China. Yes. But I don't know what's like, I know they censor a lot of their content over there. I'm wondering what's actually allowed and what's not. I need to get bigger on TikTok. Actually, everyone go follow my TikTok. There's it. If you want to see my first series of videos on TikTok are all these keyboarding videos because I, I got these, I love Arturia's MIDI controllers. I highly recommend uh key lab 49. That's a really affordable one. It's a, they're not weighted keys. It's synth action. Um, but I also have the key lab 88. I think it's the essential because there's like, there's two versions. There's like an a thousand dollar one. And then there's like the $500 one and it has semi weighted keys. And then of course the thousand dollar one has like fully weighted keys. It's really nice. I want to get that one, but I really love my keyboards and I, I should start doing more of those because I was getting really proficient on my keyboarding skills and just improvising my own, writing my own music just on the spot. And, you know, I'm still doing it, but I got to get like Scott Storch, man. He's a good example as a music producer, Scott Storch. uh, Now, what you don't want to do is spend all your money on drugs, but Scott Storch, (laughs) um, he was, I mean, name a song from the 2000s through like 2000, whatever, he still makes music, mm-hmm. but like he's done instrumentals for all kinds of people. Um, a lot of hip hop artists. I think he did that. Um, Dr. Dre chronic 2001, that, well, that really f- popular song. I'm trying to think of it's still DRE. Like that's like it, that. yes. With the, the, the piano splashing theme, the okay. splashed yeah. chords, you know, I've, I've used that motif in in some music before, just like not the same key, but the same, like my own chords, but the kind of same rhythmic idea, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I stole, it's, I stole from Beethoven too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I find it fascinating, like how frequently 
famous like producers or even artists are that you don't know about like Kanye West comes to mind like obviously he's well known but like the amount of music he's worked on outside of his own that people don't really under like know about like the amount of work he's done with like R&B artists that people don't really know that it's him working on it necessarily like Alicia Keys I think is one that he's worked a lot with um like other hip-hop artists like Lil Wayne I think he basically helped like saved Lil Wayne's career early on yeah working on like a lot of the well, stuff he, like that you know the Birdman he was under the grips of the Birdman mm-hmm. I think it was good for him to reach out and collab with other people yeah it's yeah it's Kanye West is troubled as his personal life may be. I've always found his music to be fascinating. He's actually one of the reasons this past year I've kind of gotten, I'm trying to learn how to like actually produce music a little bit. Not that I have any skill whatsoever in it. Dude, at this point, I'm but. telling you, get by an, uh, do you have a MIDI controller? No, not right now. No, I'm, I'm get, just getting started. It's like 200 something bucks. Mm-hmm. Get a Arturia Keylab Essential 49. It's like a couple hundred bucks. Don't get the small keyboard. Get that one because it gives you enough to actually play. You know, mm-hmm. it's like half of a piano, basically, almost essentially, right? Um, so I love that thing, and it comes with a lot of sounds. And Arturi has very affordable sound library, and I use a lot of. There's so much of their stuff. I bought the Mellotron. Uh, which what else did I buy? I'm trying to remember all of them, but um, I bought too many. I had stopped <laughs> buying that stuff. Actually, I got it. I use Waves. I recommend their plugins, but I have to get the up. I have to get the plan for my upgrade so I can get the mm. latest and greatest plugin version. <laughs> and what will be yeah, great? I, I I don't know. I I find it so fast. I. I I'm really interested in like seeing how people rework samples from other music too. Like I I was re-listening recently to uh, Kanye West, like uh, referring to Kanye West, yeah. the My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy album, and like a lot of the samples he had on there, and uh, like a lot. Some of my notes, like uh, Avril Fourteenth, is one that he sampled the entire like keyboarding section of uh, uh, Blame Game with uh, like the the pianos from that are from the final like. I don't know, like 10 seconds or so. I do some the, sampling too. Yeah. And it's really good to work with it because you learn about transients. And, and mm-hmm. when you look at a waveform, you know, like the peaks and valleys and when like the attack of like a note happens, like one and that kick drum hits, mm-hmm. right? Or if it's uh, the first note of, you know, a musical phrase and you actually have to go through and you take these samples. Like I, I took uh public domain for my song lovely i'm trying to remember what did i sample for that i have it i maybe could perform that one too that's already released uh that came after burning sun and i that's one of the songs i did some sampling in and it's kind of got like a boom bap type feel to Mm -hmm. it and um was it tchaikovsky i dude i can't even remember because i've done a lot of them but I, there, you get your section of music right. You go to your YouTube video, find a public domain, like an old recording from like you know whenever, however many years, over sixty years ago or whatever, and find your section of music, record it with Audacity because you can record the direct audio with Audacity. I forgot which setting it is, but I use it all the time. Then you take that section of music into Reaper, 
and um, I think it's the alt key or the shift key and you, you click and drag it in, until you get the transients to line up with like the grid where you see like the one and then you're going to have to go through a lot of times because, you know, usually like a live performance is not like of classical music. It kind of flows, right? It's not mm-hmm. 118 beats per minute all the way through like a modern pop song. It has natural flow to it. Um, so you're going to have to actually square it off and take the next transient and line it up with another beat and so forth all the way down. Sometimes you get luck- lucky and you get a whole section of music and you just stretch it and you just line up the first transient and the whole thing just sounds good. But usually okay. you have to work it, chop it up, time stretch certain parts, different things, you know what I mean? So, and it's, it's so fun to do that. I would love to start doing that again. And I'll, I'd live stream it when I, I do music production on also IRL on my YouTube channel, Wappy Flanker on YouTube. And I do several things. I do workout streams, which is part of my IRL. But I, mostly what I do is music production. I record originals. I record other artists. I do a lot of great stuff. It's, yeah, it's it's always super interesting to me, especially the samples. Like seeing how they transform the original work into something that is completely different. Yeah. It's always, it's always super interesting. Oh, I There's also, a, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I go go ahead. I was going to pull something up here real quick to reference. I I urge people go check out openc.io forward slash wappy flanker. If you want to hear like really interesting stuff I've done, it's on there. That's, you don't have to buy my NFT. You can listen to it. You can watch (laughs) the videos for free And, and the video part. And that's really the free part, right? Because I'm not selling that. I'm selling it as a music NFT. But I made videos. Sometimes I use this stuff called VQGAN Clip. Um, it's like a Python script. And I use paper space. And I make generate uh, custom videos and images for artwork using artificial intelligence is what it is. You can search it up. VQGAN-Clip on GitHub. I believe it's Nerdy Rodent. And you can use paper space. <laughs> And you can pay like $10 a month and you can get an upgraded GPU instance and you can make some really cool stuff. Um, anyways, oh my God, I went on a tangent a little bit there. Where were we? <laughs> Actually, I, I was going to ask you, that how did, you're into the NFT business yes. as far as like oh, music Oh, you reminded me. That's the other part. Some of the videos I use public domain footage from like, I like to use like kind of old creepy clips. And, you know, mash some things together and fade them mm-hmm. and layer them. And you'll see if you check out openc.io forward slash webbyflanker, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And sometimes yeah, like I put them on the market. Right now, I think all the listings expired. and I've just been too lazy to give them a pricing again. <laughs> There's no need to really. I don't care. Like, I really don't. I spent the $140 to list it just for pro- – Prosperity is or posterity and prosperity, mm. possibly prosperity, but <laughs> mainly posterity, right? I think that's what I was looking yeah, for. Yeah, posterity is what you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know. I there have been times when we've been tempted to do that uh with with some stuff. Like our we had a couple different variations of our logo made up. There was um there was one Whatever the apes are called, I forget what isn't there a specific name for those apes? The NFTs. Um, yes, I can't. 
I forget, I forget what the the actual name for them is. Uh, but we did, there was one that was like melting that I thought actually looked kind of interesting. We had a bunch of unique designs with our logo made for like super high res detailed like three D variations of it. And I was like, this is pretty cool. I bet I could. I bet this would uh, someone would be interested in this as an NFT. And then I just never was interested enough to to get around to actually doing anything with it. I have some NFTs that are not music NFTs, and I I have those up there. They're generated from seed images that I made with like clip art, right? Like I downloaded some Mm -hmm. open source, you know, whatever little elements I needed, right? And I put them together. Mainly what I did, I have this, I think it's called the Flame Face series. I honestly saw that. It's, um, that's, that's kind of experimental, but I liked those. So I was like, you know, I'll put these up, you know, whatever, right? Well, it's not my, my main bit. But we'll try it out and just, you know, post more music NFTs after and, you know, it'll get buried and never seen again. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, um, those are pretty cool. And I used VQGAN on Paperspace to generate those using seed images that I made. And I made a series of faces. It's It's the same outline, I think, for the first half and then a different outline for the second half. And then I have like eyes and nose like clip art you know pieces that i you know got for free from google transparent mm-hmm. ping images and i just used uh whatever free uh you know well it's not free it comes with windows whatever comes with windows i used that paint 3d right it's very easy okay. and yeah. um and uh yeah vq gan oh man i love that i have some like i mean these like alien kind of morph type videos, I guess you would call it. And they're made with VQGAN. And then I used those to score uh, as a practice for like scoring, right? So mm-hmm. you put a video into Reaper and you can watch the video while you simultaneously make music to it. Uh, that's one thing I really love about Reaper. So you can, it doesn't have to be an audio track. You can just um, open Reaper, take a make a new track in the session, and then you can click in that track into the field to you know uh, where the grid is, and you mm-hmm. can go insert media file and you insert a video, and then you go to view, and you enable view video mode, and then you might have to go into the preferences on Reaper and tweak the settings so it's not like stuttering and shit. Yeah. And you make the video just play back, you know, in a lower quality because, you know, it doesn't need to be HD, you know, mm-hmm. when you're scoring to it doesn't yeah. really need to be. Um, and I love using it. It's so fun. And I can't wait to professionally score a movie, independent <laughs> film or uh, uh, whatever, commercial, whatever they want. Just give it to me. I'll do it. <laughs> I'm here. Going sort of cycling back on what you were talking about with uh, you had mentioned technology becoming more accessible yes. for people to use it. I've absolutely seen that my, myself as well. Just the amount of people that have access to cameras. Everyone has a camera nowadays. Yeah. When I was younger, yeah, you know, it was not expensive. It was expensive for me as a, a kid. Yeah. But like, you know, it's 
I mean, you had like uh like video cameras were like actual video cameras were fairly expensive. Yeah. Um, nowadays it's like everybody with a cell, like most people have cell phones and they all have HD cameras and a lot of the newer ones have 4k cameras in them. Yeah. You I was going to uh, say the, I, the newer iPhones, the, like the mm-hmm. newest iPhones and probably even the Samsung, you know, the newest yeah, Samsung are Samsung, amazing but. quality, you know, it just, it's insane. And, um, there was like a real video actual producer that makes like music videos and he was mm-hmm. using his like iPhone 13 pro X, you know, like, yeah. like it was like a really good one. Right. But he used that to produce videos and it looks amazing, dude. I was like blown away. I mean, like, they shoot in 4k 60 frames per second. It makes me so want to get one that like I'm sold, <laughs> dude. Once I get thirteen hundred dollars for a phone, I'll get it. I'm, I'm going. Yeah, I have the I have the new iPhone, and I, I enjoy it a lot. It'd be uh, better for my live streaming too, and be a good. I use a DSLR for my live streaming. I I love the audio, the video quality on that. Yeah, Something about it is crisper. Yeah, I use um at home for my live streaming. I use a it's a Elgato something or the other video link cam link elgato mm-hmm. cam link or something like that and then you plug your d it's like a well i have a gopro but you could plug in any like a dslr camera the micro mm-hmm. hdmi output as long as it has a true output ht mm-hmm. signal i forgot exactly and then i just have that plugged into my cam link so i i have basically set up what you're speaking of but i'm sure mm-hmm. some of these dslr cameras you can just plug them directly into your computer and they give you that built yeah, in. That's what I did. Yeah, I got that. I actually that. did that before I even streamed. I just, it was, I had, I, back when I was just like learning photography, I set the DSLR up to my computer like that. Do you and use OBS? I was just doing it. Yeah. I love OBS, dude. Yeah, I used, I used that and I was just learning how to like take video with it and just learning, you know, like, uh, like shutter speed and, and lighting and things like that. And uh, so it was, it was cool to have it hooked up to the computer because then I could have the camera set up a little bit further away while having the computer in front of me, just me- like messing around with the, the programs and stuff like that, learning how to, to use everything. Yeah. And uh, learning how to do that helps me with the, like if I were to live stream again. Um, yeah, no, it's, I don't know. You're, you're s- as far as like uh, musical equipment goes, like how is, in your experience, how has that become more accessible? Or, um, uh, essentially... I think a lot of it is actually the software too. A lot of the plugins, mm. the VSTs, uh, virtual instruments are so amazing now. You know, like um, I, for example, I bought the felt piano virtual instrument from Spitfire Audio, I think they're called. And mm. they also have something called Labs, which is a free library of virtual instruments that sound really amazing drums i think it let me look it up just so i don't um because i have my tablet right here which is great so spitfire oops i mean even reaper i forget what reaper cost it wasn't much at all yeah it's 60 dollars yeah spitfireaudio.com labs i recommend that it's free you don't have to purchase anything they have really amazing sounding virtual instruments that were recorded and tracked 
somewhere in England, I forgot in London or, but anyways, you can check out their website, spitfireaudio.com. They have instruments you can buy, but honestly go check out their labs. Um, it's amazing. I'm telling you that like you, you, you need a MIDI keyboard to really benefit from it. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, it's free download all their instruments. Every time they release a new free instrument, I install it. Nice. Yeah. I mean, even like a lot of the, the free plugins for Reaper are, are super interesting. Yes. A lot of the audio, uh, like a lot of the, uh, audio or not yes. uh, vocal related ones are. Those are, are really good. Um, the only yeah. thing I don't like about them is for live. They're too CPU intensive. Mm. A lot of them. So you're better off yeah. for live to pay, um, get some waves plugins. Like, yeah. um, they have all kinds of stuff geared for live sound. And a lot of them, like right now, all the stuff I'm, I'm using a whole stack of plugins to, for this right now. Like I have yeah. a audio channel. I turned off my reverb delay channel i have a master bus going into a master the master bus has a one compressor on it then the master itself has a you know my mastering chain um so and i also have a vocal bus but i'm not using that right now i'm actually using the instrument bus and room mic number two i know it's all (laughs) this means nothing to anyone who's listening (laughs) But also, they're like he has he has an entire bus in his home. Interesting. Yeah. Now the bus thing, <laughs> that's really good for controlling your audio yeah. and really getting it tight down. You know, because um, the way I have my stuff set up right now, like I could scream into the microphone and it'll peak, but it won't. It shouldn't peak in your ears. You know, it should. Mm. The compressor should catch it fat quickly enough and bring the. But I wouldn't do that. I obviously I'm not gonna I don't wanna damage my equipment either. I don't you know. Um but uh I really love um Reaper. I'm a huge fan of it. I do love Pro Tools, I love Ableton Live, I love all that stuff, you know. Um transferable skills though, you know, as we know. You know, if you know how to use those pieces of software, Reaper will be just like you know, easy peasy. It's a lot of it too, is like understanding the basics of, of how things work too, like with video or audio editing in general. Yeah. Uh, like for me, it's like transferring from like video editing software. It's like, you know, generally like you might not know the menus, but you understand the process of editing it. You know, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, fast i don't know it's super enjoyable to me the uh the editing process itself especially for video in particular that's that's more up my alley i, I knowing yeah. the exact frame to cut or how to make the transition a little bit better yeah as uh now what know, video editor probably. do you usually uh use i've i've used a number of them i've used final cut pro pro x oh that's uh, I've great used, there's hit film express is a free one people can use uh, they update that quite a bit. I actually have that installed as well right now. Um, oh, okay. Cause they have some, they have some pretty cool uh, special effects yeah. stuff that you can do with that. And uh, it's super interesting. Like I said, they have, it's free. They're updating it all the time. And on the main menu for it, they have all, 
I think it's on from their YouTube channel, if I remember correctly, where they have all these different tutorials and how to do stuff. Like, I think one of the ones they did was uh, like uh, the lightning from Star Wars that they do, the force lightning stuff. Yes. Um, they showed they showed people how to do that super easily. And I was like, oh, I'll look into that. And it was super easy to do. I was like, that's cool. Yeah, I need like, to check also, that out. All sorts of stuff like that. Like, they're great. They're great for people who want to learn how to edit or add any effects to their videos. It's it's they're such a good resource for for learning how to do a lot of that stuff. I'm gonna have to check um, that out. I've been using uh, open source piece of software called Shotcut. Um, sounds familiar. It's pretty cool. Um, you know, at first I was like, "What? How do you use this?" Right, mm-hmm. but I eventually learned how to use it. Okay, uh, I don't think it has. You know, it's not um, Final Cut Pro or like, what is the Sony one? Vegas or I don't know. Sony Vegas. That's what I got started in back in like 2008 or nine or something. Yeah. Yeah. I've used it before. I was like, what? I don't know. I was like 13, 14 or something. I was like, I pay for it. No. (laughs) That's what the internet's for. (laughs) Try before you buy. Yeah. So, oh, that what was the uh, it was like the preview they put in front of like VHS. You wouldn't download a car or whatever. <laughs> you remember those? Uh, they they put that in the beginning of like like uh, movies on VHS or DVD and things like that. It's like piracy is I forget what they said. It's like piracy <laughs> is is theft. It's oh like, my well, god! It's like all right. Well, no, I wouldn't download a car, nor would I break into one and steal it. But you know, I'm just I just want to watch a movie. That's right. I just want to download the software piracy is not theft it's creating a copy you're not removing the original one taking it it's try before difference. you buy um yeah. i have used software before and then bought it later um mm-hmm. don't kill me waves years ago waves when i was a bad boy i did use waves before and someone gave me a copy of it essentially free copy and i was like i loved it so much now i spent hundreds of dollars because it costs a little bit. I do believe I have their platinum uh, package, and then I have some mm-hmm. additional ones that I've uh, bought along the way. So, yeah, I definitely have been there, and now I've gotten to the point where I feel like I want to invest, and that was one of the reasons why I liked Reaper, because I could mm-hmm. pay $60. It already had enough of everything with it, to make a song actually burning sun interesting thing is that song is made with all stock plugins and i don't even think i had right. any any virtual instruments installed on reaper i used their sampler there's a a ria sampler or samplematic mm-hmm. or there's some type of sampler on there and i loaded in i downloaded like a, a a piano sound i downloaded a flute sound you know what i mean added my own yeah. guitar uh used it for the drums so actually with reaper i produced burning sun and i it has a great song a great sound to that song it really has like a really warm sound and um that one i think that was before i had the army fireface ucx i had a presonus audio box vsl 1818 which i sold to a very nice couple said they were live streamers and kind of content creators. I don't know what the, maybe it was porn. Um, <laughs> so 
they it's in the foreground of every video they make from here on out right i know that <laughs> interface and i hope it's serving them well it served me well it worked great for years and it was in perfect condition when i gave it to them still and um you know i hope they enjoy it and make plenty of good pornhub videos now ah <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> yeah it's interesting like like you're saying uh try before you buy like it's there are a lot of them where I did. That. It's like, uh, have you ever heard about uh, uh, what is it, WinRAR? Yes. Where it, it like that is the most like pirated, so to speak, like software in the world, and the creator of it doesn't care. He's like, I don't care that everyday people use it. He's like, it's the only re- people I charge for it are businesses that use it. Yeah. Uh, because they they use it way more often. Than, like he was saying, like most people buy it or download it and use it like once or twice on like a, a couple of files that just happen to need it. He's like, I'm not losing money there. He's like, I'm not interested in ripping people off for this. I know. Think about how much time. money he's made as mm-hmm. from off the software. He's just giving back to the, you know, the poor people that just, yeah. you know, they just, you know, like, dude, I, you can't pay for everything. That's I why appreciate I do. That. I think it's cool. I it's, do. It's sort of like the uh, Arizona iced tea brand. Yeah. Were, I saw that the other day in the news. Where they were, uh, they were talking about how, like, with prices and everything going up because of like all the supply issues and stuff like that, and they were talking about like how Arizona iced tea in the like the big cans of I forget it was like twenty four ounces maybe, and uh, they're like it's still ninety nine cents, and like the owner, uh, I think it's the like the one guy owns it, and like he has two sons maybe. And he's like, we're not going to raise our price over ninety nine cents. He's like, it's our business is based on it being ninety nine cents. We have no interest in charging more to people. We'll just eat the cost. I think that's so cool as like a company to yeah to like value your customer enough to like show them that respect like yeah we're not going to raise Yeah, our that price. is amazing. And shout out to them for that. I think I forget what he said. He said something like, you know, we make so much money off this uh, that we're willing to eat the cost and still make a ton of profit. We'll just make less profit knowing that our customers are happy with us. Which is very nice but also like it's smart business. Like Showing like when you're when customers see that they're like okay I'm gonna keep buying their product because I know they're like they appreciate their customer yeah like, that's good business for the long run too yeah I agree shout out to Arizona Ice Tea we yeah, appreciate I haven't, you haven't had any of them in years but you know yeah I <laughs> used to get like sometimes get like their green tea or um oh you know it's good that like RX Energy is pretty good sometimes hmm. That's a pretty I'm, good. I, I drink my mint tea and then water, and then uh, I know uh, occasionally on the podcast I drink chocolate milk for some reason. Just because you're better I, I just, off doing that good. too, yeah. Because you never know, <laughs> like all the corn syrup and those things are mm-hmm. could give you cancer. Yeah, dude. I feel like just being alive gives you cancer. Yeah, <laughs> there's just no avoiding it. Into, I know anymore. <laughs> That's true. It's like well, you didn't. You weren't breathing, right? You're going to get lung cancer. <laughs> That's the scary yeah, part. Yeah. That is the scary part. It's, yeah, it's, I don't want to say terrifying because it's not like I live every day in fear of getting cancer, but I I'm just, afraid like, my, of my cancer. Dad had cancer. I was like, I my know. dad had cancer. My I, mom I as well. at some point. My yeah. mom had cancer too. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll move on for, from sad cancer talk. Though, I know, if right? I want to hear that. <laughs> uh, 
it, you had a uh, you had something else you you had wanted to perform as well. I think, yeah, right? um, let me queue up the tab and I'll start performing. Uh, it'll be it's going to be Starlight Spitfire. Uh, okay. Yeah, this is the one that's coming out on Friday the thirteenth. Okay, which will be out by the time this is out, but it'll yeah. be out on every store, every platform. Amazon Music, Apple Music, all of them, you know, TikTok, it's everywhere. This is Starlight Spitfire. Come be the light in the darkest place, I'm shining in outer space. Say, I speak with the songs I play. Awesome. I, awesome, I feel so good about Love that. It. That was a good performance there. Um, <laughs> I'll choose one more song. I'll choose one from that's coming out in the Starlight Spitfire EP, I think. All right, I'll do Desert Disco. Let me get that loaded up, okay? This life will turn you out. Sun's up. Demons know me, speaking tongues. I've been dancing in the streets all day long, casting spells. The demons know me. When the lights go out, you know I'm getting down. Living up for now, the snap will turn you out. High up in the clouds, never coming. 
demons know me speak in tongues i've been dancing in the streets all day long casting spells these demons know me when the lights go out you know get in town live it up for now this life will turn you out high up in the clouds never coming down So that was uh, Turn You Out. And that's uh, one of the singles on the Starlight Spitfire EP. Starlight Spitfire being the main. I think that's the second. That's next in line. Oh, or, mm. oh I oh, I was going to do Desert Disco and I did Turn You Out. I'm sorry about that. That's okay. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. <laughs> mm. It's all good. Okay. I was just in it a, anyway. I was just in a Turn You Out mood, you know? <laughs> so... Um, I, dude, I loved the experience. This has been really great. Um, if you, Thank guys, you, so much. If you ever need We're like really a return good. experience or, you know, anything like that, or you need musical guests, sure. um, you know, I do, uh, I am a musical guest on Elise Jordana's, uh, show. It's called Kermit and friends. It's on YouTube. Uh, it'll be tomorrow morning, right? Which is Sunday. Well, it'll be the afternoon. Uh, cause it'll be 11 AM for me and uh usually goes for a couple hours so but you should check it out um you know i you know she put me on so i try to promote her as much as possible i really appreciate her she's been really good to me and um you know i consider her a friend so awesome awesome and if you You ever feel like joining her show you can do that. Uh, I guess the best way to do that would just be to watch it. And she puts mm-hmm. post links to the show itself. She'll post like a StreamYard link in the chat mm-hmm. to sometimes get people on. Or there's a Discord server. She also posts the link to that. So there's a there's a few ways. You can also message her on Instagram. She's following me. I'm following her. Um, so, But you know how IG is with message requests. They sometimes yeah. tuck you. It's away. like a. You ever see a T Pain finding out that Instagram had an instant messaging feature? <laughs> it's funny, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah, but he's like, wait, they can send me messages, and he pulls up. He's like thousands of unread messages from all sorts of artists and and different people. Oh my god! <laughs> I know most people yeah. don't open those message request folder. You know. Which is yeah. smart. You never. Well, I do. It's probably for the best. I always do. But I'm like Andy Dick. Like I like to answer the phone when like it's like a blocked number. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like who could this be? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like this could be fun. Yeah. yeah, dude, it's been great. Um, I, I had a this. really good time. I love this. Yeah. And, um, Thank you so much. For yeah, on. and the rest of my night will just be doing music. I might, maybe I'll live stream them on. Um, I'll be on YouTube if I am streaming, so you can nice. welcome to check that out. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll be up for another uh, what, about twenty minutes or so. I got to take the oh, dog out. Okay, and go to bed. you better get ready oh, for bed. 
It's it's nine th- a little after nine thirty here. Where yeah, I'm at, stay and, on uh, schedule. Well, I get up at about 5 a.m. every day. Oh, yeah. So I need to get – I'm like on the opposite. I'm I'm like the yin to your yang as far as sleep schedule is concerned. <laughs> but I'm glad we linked up, and I'd love to do it again. Appreciate it. This so has well, been a before great time. We go, why don't you tell everybody where they can go to check out all your stuff? That's right. Uh, I, I'm Wappy Flanker on every – just Google me, Wappy Flanker. On or every conceivable TikTok, site. Reddit, YouTube, SoundCloud – Everything. Yeah, I keep it really consistent. Twitter, Wappy Flanker. You got branding on point. I can appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, that's a lot one. Of people do not. I know. Sometimes <laughs> people are like, oh, well, it's like saucy uh, fish eater 22 on this one and, you know, 222 on the, the other one. It's like, no, stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, dude. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolute I loved really it. I appreciate it. This is great, dude. All right, I'll see you later. Appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Appreciate everyone. Tuning in. We love you. Good. Love you guys so much. Thank you for listening, everyone. See you all next time. Bye.